0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the Sacrament. Amen. As with other feasts in the Christmas season, there are different options for our readings at Mass this weekend, the Feast of the Holy Family. Since we're in Year C, however, this setup will contain the full slate of optional readings for Year C. So just as a heads up, the Mass you attend this weekend very well could have different readings. Nevertheless, we'll begin with a passage from the first book of Samuel. It's the story of Samuel's first years of life. We're told that Hannah has a son and names him Samuel, since she had asked the Lord for him. Throughout the passage, there will be a play on words with the Hebrew word for ask, since it's quite similar to the name Saul. The play on words with Saul, to ask, would be a bit like me telling a story about a boy named Bob who learned how to swim by bobbing in the ocean. The name and the verb are used together. Of course, Saul is a different name than Samuel, and some scholars believe that this story was originally a birth narrative about Saul's life and not Samuel's. Yet, it could also be a bit of foreshadowing for how Saul will follow Samuel in the narrative of Israel. On another note, the ancient world, of course, didn't have the benefit of Gerber's baby food and so young children were often breastfed until age two or even three. It's likely for this purpose that Hannah waits a while before bringing Samuel to the temple. She has to wean him so that he can be sufficient without her. When Samuel does arrive at the temple, there's an elaborate sacrifice. A three-year-old bull would have been large, fully grown, and costly. That, together with the offerings of flour and wine, show that Hannah's husband, Elkanah, probably came from some means. And the family is sparing no expense now that their beloved son, Samuel, is going to remain at the temple for the rest of his life. We've actually seen our second reading before on this show. It's taken from the first letter of St. John. We heard parts of it back on the fourth and fifth Sunday of Easter in year B. Because we've got so much to say about the gospel, we're actually just going to skip right over it. So sorry, St. John. Our gospel is unique in being the only canonically recorded story of Jesus in his teenage years begins by telling us that Jesus, at 12 years old, goes up with his parents to Jerusalem for the Passover. Together with Pentecost and Tabernacles, Passover was one of three feasts in the Jewish year which every Jewish male was expected to go up to Jerusalem for. A good percentage of Jews who lived a several days away journey from Jerusalem struggled to keep this practice, however. It would have been very difficult for the average Jew, without great means, to step away from his livelihood for several weeks three times a year to go to Jerusalem on a sort of vacation. Therefore, a large portion of Jews traveled to Jerusalem once a year, and the most popular travel date was Passover. We're told that the Holy Family travels up to Jerusalem in a caravan. This was an ingenious way for those of the same town in Israel to travel for a feast. There's strength in numbers, after all, and it kept them safe from robbers and highwaymen. Interestingly enough, the term used for the caravan here is synodia, from the root word synod. When Jesus stays back in Jerusalem, Luke provides a tremendous amount of foreshadowing to his future death and resurrection. Right off the bat, we see that Jesus is found in the temple after three days. And then there are four additional ways that this scene parallels Jesus' death and resurrection. First, the place, Jerusalem, and the time of year, Passover, are the same. Second, people are searching for Jesus at the resurrection just as Mary and Joseph are searching for him in this story. Third, Mary and Joseph journey away from Jerusalem only to return there, just like the story of the road to Emmaus when two disciples leave Jerusalem but then return. And fourth, Jesus says, Why were you looking for me? Which is a strikingly similar question asked of the women at the empty tomb. Why do you seek or look for the living one among the dead? When Jesus asks this question, Why were you looking for me? He continues that he must be in his father's house. But truth be told, this phrase is actually more like, in the things of my Father, with the things actually not a written word, but implied in the text. As you'll see in other translations of this passage, scholars say that the things Jesus mentions here could be understood in three different ways. The things as in the affairs of the Father, the things as in the place or house of the Father, or the things as in the people or associates of the Father. Our translation at Mass chooses the second option, house. In non-Christian literature, roughly simultaneous with Jesus' time, we see similar stories of famous people who demonstrated precociousness, that is, advanced maturity and wisdom for their age. For example, as a boy, Alexander the Great reportedly entertained Persian guests in the absence of his father, King Philip. And Josephus, the famous Jewish historian, tells a story about himself when high priests and leading men of the city came to listen to his wisdom when he was only 14 years old. In our Gospel, then, we have a similar story of a young Jesus that displays an eagerness for the things of the Father far beyond his years. And yet Luke ends the story by demonstrating that Jesus remained obedient to his parents, showing that this moment in the temple did not usher in a period of defiance towards Mary and Joseph, but one in which Jesus continued to live the commandment to honor one's father and mother. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this Feast of the Holy Family with the readings of year C. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.